other over there in the SEC, the Tigers, where, you know, you just kind of flip around Interstate 85 between here and, and Auburn. And it's like, all right, this is Auburn with a lake. A lot of people talk about that. There are a couple of main differences between these programs. And I would argue that this has been the difference between winning and losing in a weird way between these two teams since that 2010 matchup down there. There is certainly a brand here. There is kind of a brand at Auburn, and it was more prominent in 2013 when they played for the national championship. And Malzahn was the the hottest thing on the planet in, in coaching circles. I mean, this guy, he's the future of football. Auburn has its identity too, but since that game, they have been in search of themselves. And it feels like as a foundation has been built here, they've tried to repair what they used to be there with some duct tape and, and some, some scissors and, you know, a little, uh, little way where you just try to, you know, mesh everything together in a way that sometimes doesn't make the most amount of sense. You know, Chiswick started that when they went from Cam Newton, fun and gun spread to trying to copy and emulate uh, their friends up in Tuscaloosa at Alabama. And they said, well, we're going power. I we're going old school. Remember that was the big fear in 2012 Clemson opened with Alabama, at the Georgia dome. The Tigers' last game had been the 70-33 to beatdown of the Orange Bowl against West Virginia. Clemson had won the ACC championship, but that game in the Georgia Dome, there was this fear everywhere that Auburn was just going to come in and just physically beat down Clemson. Remember that? When, when Certainly Gene Chizik goes to that style, it's a little right. weird. Chizik goes 3-9 and nine and, and gets shown the door. Auburn's old offensive play caller, Gus Malzahn, comes in from Arkansas State. And immediately, their success. Nick Marshall, quarterback, we're going back to our old fun and gun ways and we're spreading zone reading. And to this day, I, I could sit there and I could watch that Auburn offense that season. You know what? I could watch Nick Marshall run the zone read all, just every single play, if you ISOed it on video and just ran it. I don't know that you could be more poetic about the sport of football than watching his hand-eye coordination and how he manipulated defenses all by himself, not only with his speed, but with his ball handling. I I didn't know where the ball was going. Nobody did. Where is it? Oh, he's got it. Oh, he's 30 yards down the field. I I, I love watching that. I said, part of me wants to see Kelly Bryant do that this year here at Clemson. And I, I don't know if he's that player. I want him to be. I don't know if he is. I don't know. But so they become that that year, and they nearly win a national championship again that year. And then since then, Jeremy Johnson, John Franklin the uh, third, this other guy, what was the guy's name? Was it is it uh, Stan White? I don't even remember. Is the quarterback last year the little guy? He's a good player. White, yeah. Is that was that who it was? A good, good little player. Stan the who? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the name? Uh, Roy? Uh, I don't know if I can answer that question on the Tiger pregame. Yeah, I don't know. That's Roy. Tommy Bowden impression. Right. They haven't been like that. And part of part of it has been at the quarterback position, and part of it is like Gus Malzahn is a frantic dude. He's a frantic guy. And, and part of what's happened with him cost him jobs at North Carolina and Kansas before he even got the job at Arkansas State. And again, most people don't know that, but that's what happened. He's this frantic personality and I think his heart is in the right place, but the Auburn team is bringing these transfers and these guys, and we're going to make it work, and here's the expectations. And to me, it just doesn't feel like there's a ton ton of substance behind all of it. To your point, that makes them dangerous by default because their recruiting's been pretty good. They bring these JUCO guys and players that, that Clemson wanted but yet signed with Auburn. So there's that that element of the unknown you're talking about. But at its core, I'm still not sure that Auburn knows what it is. Mm-hmm. And I like Gus Malzahn, but I don't love him the way that I did four years ago. And I don't think a lot of people down there love him the way that they did four years ago either. I don't know what all that means for this season. They are capable of winning here. I just, I, I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens. I think it's kind of a culture 
slash litmus tests on the road at the defending national champions. Are, are you ready for this? And the SEC people will say, yes. Here, everybody's going to look all that crap in the face and say, get out of my stadium, and you're going home with a loss. That's kind of where I am with it. On the Malzahn thing, if the wheels fall off and they have a, a seven-win type season, I mean, maybe even an eight-win season, I think they're looking to make a change because expectations are high there. I mean, I not only are they not in love with him anymore, I mean, I think that window is closing rapidly if he doesn't start winning some games uh, and and competing with, especially competing with Alabama again. A couple of texts coming in on the text line. Chad in Simpsonville, and we appreciate your perspective, Chad. Thank you. Be careful how you speak about other programs because Clemson could be in the same boat Auburn was a few years ago. I don't think Clemson knows what it's going to be this year, either on offense because of the quarterback position. Uh, there, there's truth in that. Kelly Bryant comes out there in game one against Kent State and goes 9 of 24 for 105 yards and two picks. Week two is going to be pretty dicey with Allmer coming here. See, I disagree in the fact that Clemson still knows who they are, and I don't think that that's going to change. Now, what they're able to do is a different story, and that's more to your point. But Malzahn last year struggled to find an identity all of a sudden where he has been an identity guy offensively his entire career. All of a sudden, it was like they were, you know, using a, a, a using a, I don't know, I mean, whatever you want to call it to, to call plays. I mean, spinning a wheel or whatever. That's kind of what they look like in that Clemson game. Yeah. So, I mean, I would disagree that I don't think at the core Clemson is is going to change who they are. What a fantastic season this potentially could be to figure out whether Clemson is Auburn or whether Clemson is Alabama. And what I mean by that is, hmm. are you the program that survives losing the franchise quarterback and maybe isn't quite as good, but really and truly you don't miss a beat? Or are you the program that loses its star quarterback and dips back down to eight and four, or even to nine and three. So I, I think to me that's kind of the threshold. Mm-hmm. If they go ten and two this year, minus Deshaun or better, and and they're going to be favored in the majority of their games. Again, doesn't mean they're going to win, but they're going to be favored. I'm inclined to believe that's more along the Alabama line. If they go eight and four, nine and three, depending on where the loss is coming and, and you know the margin, I, I would tend to I would tend to side with the people who say, "Well, I told you so." No, Deshaun, they're not going to be elite anymore. I, I'm curious myself to see what that looks like. Now over there, they already know what they are. Right? Mm-hmm. They think they're better than what Alabama has been. Let me repeat myself. Over there. If you sit down and talk with players, coaches, off the record, and kind of, and, and I ain't talked to any of them in a couple months. I'm just telling you what I what I believe is the case. Over there, in in Dabo's world and on campus, they already believe that they're better than what Bama was. Okay, that that's their perspective. Maybe that's half the battle in doing that. It's kind of like what I told you before the national championship game. In my opinion, I think Clemson entered Tampa believing that Alabama was scared to play it. <laughs> it's just wacky talk, especially before that game actually concluded. Before the national championship game, I believe Clemson went to Tampa believing as a team, as a collective unit, that Bama didn't want to play him, despite what the Bama players were saying in the press. 99 plays later, you tell me who was right. Their mentality over there is no Deshaun. It's not necessarily no problem, but we're in it to win it not just for this year, but for you know the rest of this decade, for the years to come. And I, I think that's what they've been preparing for, not just one season minus Deshaun Watson. So, But but to Chad and Simpson, Simpsonville's point, if they go 9-3 and three this year and, you know, end up at the Gator Bowl, there's a lot of people that will take that perspective. Let me ask you this question. Auburn is going is probably found some answers offensively, but I think they take a significant step back defensively. Clemson probably 
takes a step back offensively. I think most would agree on that, most if not everybody. But defensively for Clemson, is there any chance, what is the chance that we're just completely wrong about the Clemson defense next year? Because if you're right about the defense, to me that's that's the great neutralizer in a game early in the season like this with a against a team that's still trying to find themselves. Well, and the defense and the home field advantage is significant. I mean, yeah. it, what is there any chance that, that we just completely whiff on what we think the Clemson defense is going to be? Yes, and we would do that if the unit misses Ben Bullware much more than we realize. Trey Lamar is not ready for prime time or doesn't have help in the linebacking core. And if the secondary can't cover anybody, you know. It's a I'm, lot of ifs, but, well, I'm, right, I'm, but right, I'm with right. you. I'm yeah, with you. Yeah, I mean, you lose Tankersley and Alexander and Curse and Green and Johnson and all this talent in your back four. I mean, at some point, you know, that, that could be a little bit of an issue. All the pundits have suggested for the last three years, going all the way back to 2014, when you lose these players, Jarrett, Beasley, uh, you know, so on and so forth, uh, that, you know, they're going to struggle or it's going to take them some time on that, that side of the ball. And that's never been the case. Not once. Not once. Yeah, a team like Pittsburgh comes in with a dynamic game plan and they put, the, put up their points and they, they score an upset. That happens. But for the most part, that's the anomaly in like a five-year stretch. What do I think the chances of that are happening? No, not very good. Not very high. Not at all. And it may be that unit that has to kind of lead the way until Clemson figures itself out of the quarterback position. Tiger Greg is up with us next. Hey, Greg. Hey, what's up, boy? Uh, uh, first of all, I, I'm along with you. Whoever told Ben that, that they don't like Dabo is a communist. That's all I got to say. Yeah, a communist, got to be. Because if you ever meet the man, once you meet the man, there's no way you cannot like him. I, I've met him a lot through my son going to football camp. I actually got the pleasure to coach against him two weekends ago in travel baseball. This is how good the guy is. I mean, he's over there talking to me like he's known me my whole life. All right, wait a I second, wait a second, wait a second, wait, 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 wait. Think about this for a second. You coached okay. against Dabo in, in travel I baseball? I coached against Dabo, and he signed my championship cap. And, his, and I said, my words were, I may never get this chance again. He said, we plan on winning again. This year, that's what he said right out of his mouth on the baseball field. Out, out of me, he signed my cap and my son's cap, and and he remember. Let me tell you how good a memory he's got. My son, the last camp he went to, he was in the fifth. No, the, the one he remembers, he was in the fifth grade. He played in the Sweeney Bowl with Chandler. Uh, 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 let's see, uh, Coach Morris's son and T-Bone, which was Venable's son, and won the Sweeney Bowl and got a little trophy, which is a pretty big honor for a, a, a guy that's in the fifth grade playing with sixth and seventh graders. Dabo remembers him catching the first touchdown pass of the game four years ago. I mean, this, that's how short this guy is. Like you say, when he walks into a room, he gets quiet. He, I mean, it's just something special about this guy. He goes on the field, shakes hands with all my players after the game. Uh, he even remembered my son. My son hits a bomb, a triple, the first uh, end of the game, and after he scored, he didn't he didn't recognize me, but he said, hey, coach, uh, that Tootin kid on your team, didn't he come to my football camp a few years? I said, yeah, he won the swim ball. He said, yeah, he won it with Chad Morris' son at Dumbles. I remember his name because there's not many tutors that comes through. That's what kind of guy we're talking about. He remembers some little crap like that, and he gets out and coaches 13-year-old kids, and he acts like Joe Blow, you know, Jimmy Bean, String, String Bean or whatever. I mean, what a great guy. I mean, I'm telling you, we had the most fun. And he beat me. I'm 0-1 against him. But anyway, our players were so intimidated because he was the coach of that team. They just couldn't. They couldn't function, I think. But, I mean, what a great guy. There's no way you can meet this guy and not like him. That's my point, I guess. I just, you just, I mean, you got to put religious stuff and all that aside. You know, I'm sure he's not asking Jesus who to play quarterback and what play to call and all. He just believes in his faith deeply. He does that sometimes in public. But, you know, the guy wins football games. I don't care what he does. And he's a good guy, and he don't, he don't pick up thugs, and he don't let people that, do the wrong things play, no matter who they are. And 
That's why he's such a good guy, and that's why you got to love him. If you don't love him, you've got a problem, not him. That's just that's my take on it, anyways. But uh, like I said, yeah, I'm owing, I'm zero for one against Dabo in baseball. May get to play him again this weekend. I'm not sure if he's in the tournament, but his son and my son are the same age and play on the same travel ball circuit. And uh, he's a head coach of their travel ball team, so that was a pretty cool experience. Thank you, Greg. I mean, lost in all of that is this. The guy's coaching travel baseball. He's coaching it. He's the head football coach at Clemson. And I, I'm sure he's coaching his son over there in travel baseball. Who has time to do all of that? Where are you getting the time? How do you pull that off? And then you win the championship. <laughs> you win the championship on top of it. And you're remembering guys that you saw in your own camp four years ago on a first-name basis. I mean, I... You know, I, I, I've said it many times here. He's the smartest man in the room everywhere he goes. And, and, and people ask me that. What, what do you mean by that? I'm like, I mean exactly what I say. Exactly what I say. That's what he is. And, it, and it's, it's more than just, well, the guy prepares or he takes meticulous notes or he has all this handwritten material in his office that he can reference 24-7. Or, you know, it's more than motivating teams and players and coaches and staffs and programs and fan bases. It literally comes down to intelligence. He is smarter than you, and most people don't get that, and that's part of the brilliance behind what he does. Period. Right? If God were calling plays at Clemson, make no mistake about it, there'd be a whole lot more Hail Marys. Just saying. <laughs> oh, I mean, that was just too easy. Oh, stop it. That's too easy. 654-ROAR. More of your calls coming up. Hour 3 continues. Spring has sprung, and it's time to get away on a set of Yokohama radial tires from Steve's Tire and Service in Easley. Let Steve's Tire save you some money along the way. Purchase any set of Yokohama Ascend, Invigor, or any set of Geolander HT or AT, and you're going to receive a $60 mail-in rebate April 15th through May 31st. So why not ride to that spring getaway on a set of Yokohamas? Give Steve's Tire and Service a call at 859-1361 and let the savings begin. May 25th through the 27th, the state finals rodeo returns to T. Ed Garrison Arena. Bull riding, calf roping, barrel racing, team roping, and goat tying. Young men and women compete for state championships 8 p.m. nightly. Adult tickets, $12. Students, 6 to 18, 8 with a student ID. 5 and under, free. Go to Boot Barn in Easley, Grady's Outdoors in Anderson, or Rabbit Box Feed Store in Central and save $2 on ticket purchase. Sponsored by Boot Barn and Cooper Motor Company. I'm George Jeffries, local GM of Metal Building Supply. As part of Mesco Building Solutions and NCI, we're the Southeast premier supplier of metal building components and pre-engineered building systems. We have an 18,000 square foot facility and we bring in inventory and special orders every Friday. Call 295-0506 or come by 1500 Elrod Road in Piedmont. Whether it's a 30 by 40 for your shop or 100,000 square feet for your business, we have over 40 years of experience to put to work for you. Have you been in search for that perfect job opportunity? Well, look no further because Carolina Heating Service is currently looking for individuals to expand their team. Locally owned and operated for over 35 years, we specialize in generators, electrical services, residential light, commercial HVAC sales, service and installation, as well as geothermal systems. Top professional opportunities available anywhere from electricians, installers, service technicians, management, and customer service reps. Worried about benefits? Carolina Heating Service has you covered. Enjoy paid holidays and vacation days, a 401k, training programs, major insurance and full-time year-round stable work, as well as overtime opportunity. Basic qualifications include a drug test, background check and physical, as well as a valid driver's license. Other qualifications are subject to position applying for. The search could be over for you soon. Make that career leap. Apply now at carolinaheating.com and join our award-winning team. company works hard to produce a product that you're proud of. It's not just something you've made, it's your heart and soul. Are you going to trust your shipping to just anyone? No, of course not. High Cotton Transportation has combined 50 years plus of transport experience and a 100% track record for companies that have learned it pays to trust High Cotton. Next day shipping, round trip, national contracted carrier, freight transportation carrier. Trust High Cotton Transportation. Call 864-540-8194. 
Hey friends, let me tell you about the, the great story at Harry's Razors where Jeff and Andy, just two ordinary guys, were fed up with getting ripped off. You don't have to be ripped off anymore. Just start shaving with Harry's. They started their own company. I love this. By taking less of a profit, that means $2 a blade rather than $4 a blade. Wouldn't it be nice if we were able to cut most of our expenses in half? They've got a great deal going for you right now. Their starter sets. The set includes an ergonomic handle in the color of your choice. Five precision engineered blades with lubricating strip and trimmer blades, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. This entire month of shaving for just $15. Now, this is an everyday great deal, but I have a great special offer for fans of the show now. You can get this for even less. We've partnered with Harry's.com to give you $5 off your first purchase with the promo code Mickey. So go to Harry's.com now, enter the code Mickey at checkout to claim your offer. That's Harry's.com. The code is Mickey. Don't wait. Get started with Harry's and Harry's.com today. Yesterday's games are today's headlines. Get the scoop from the pros. We are WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Just thinking about that, listening to that uh, big voice during that commercial. I bet Walt could probably do about nine and a half hours of radio today. I, I, he's chomping at the bit. I don't even know what he's going to talk about. I'm sure it's going to be good, but He's been off for two days, and it's like this this sickness he always talks about. He's probably got like a full twenty four hours worth of radio he wants to do. Don't you think he could do that? Like if you if you said, "Hey, Walt, could you do twenty four hours of radio nonstop starting at three oh five today?" I bet the answer would be yes. Certainly, you think it'd be yes? Yes. Uh, three a.m. We're the four hundred and twenty seventh best player in the NFL. Is <laughs> well, here Jim. comes our big board for the two thousand nineteen NFL, and it would all make sense. Right. I think Walt keeps a notepad, and he he's riding around, listening to radio, watching TV, et cetera. And you know, he's up. This idiot said this at two thirty a.m. I'm ripping him tomorrow, and it just all builds up. And probably, yeah, that's well. You know, well, two days off is all we'll allow for Walt because then it's just information overload. No, I'm just kidding. He can take as many days as he wants to. But, um, yeah, I, I think he does that but by design because he's just got to talk about it every couple of days. Got to get into it. That's no why doubt. he's good at it. Very good. No, I agree. 654-7627, our phone number on the Northland Communication phone lines. Gary in the ATL joins us. Gary, good afternoon. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Doing very well. We hope you are, too. Doing great. Um, I listen to you guys every day at work, and I actually listen online. So I was listening today, and I wanted to tell you a quick story about Dabo. <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, a friend of mine was in the uh, FCA golf tournament. I guess it was over in Clemson. And I always asked to play in that tournament, and he never has a spot for me. So this year he had a spot, but my wife and I were going to Maui for vacation. So <clears throat> I knew the day that he was in the tournament, so I asked him to send me some pictures of Dabo. And uh, I get a text that wakes me up that tells me to FaceTime him. And so I run down to the pool, I FaceTime him, and he's showing me Dabo putt uh, on one of the greens. I guess it was a part three he was playing on. And the next thing I know, Dabo takes the phone from him and FaceTimes with me for about five minutes. Have just the greatest guy, just having fun, laughing, cutting up. I've never met the man, and uh, he, he's just a, a great human being, just someone you, you just really love to have a coach like that representing your school. So that's my story. Gary, that's a, a great story. We appreciate it, uh, and thank you for calling. We appreciate you listening on the 105.5 The Roar app as well. I uh, was texting with a friend of mine uh, probably about two weeks ago, I think, when he concluded this series over at Tiger Illustrated, Larry Williams had did this long-running uh, series on uh, just going deeper with Dabo where he, he talked with like a different coach or a different uh, administrator. He talked with all these different people just about, okay, what are the differences between Dabo and Nick Saban? And the premise of the entire uh, series was they're really not that different. Just kind of their personalities, you know, make them – uh, a little bit different uh, publicly with, with how they go about their business. And it was, it was a fascinating introspective look on what makes this guy, what he, you know, who he is. And uh, I, I had read snippets of, of a lot of those articles and I just sent him a text on, on what a good idea I thought that it was. 
And I said, your next series should be, where does his energy come from to do all of these things? And to always stay so positive, right? I, I, I've never seen Dabo grumpy. I have never seen him grumpy. Think about it. Ben and I are strolling the studio every other day. Hey, what are you doing? Nothing. How's your day? It sucked. Okay, let's do three hours of radio. I've, I've never seen the guy in a bad mood. I've never seen him not just owning energy, like exuding energy. Like he, he pops out of the car, the big truck pops out. He's ready to go. I mean, does he wake up in the morning and he, like Kathleen's got to wake him up and, you know, he's, he's really groggy. Where am I? What am I doing? What's going on today? I don't think he's like that. I, I think he goes to sleep happy, wakes up even happier, and he has this endless fount of energy. That never goes away. I I have no idea where that comes from or how somebody would be able to tap into that. The last callers, spot on. That's that's who he is. If you've been around them one-on-one or even in a group setting, you understand that that's who he is. But the other component of it, physically, logistically, how do you do this? I, I was talking to a, a guy that uh, calls college baseball uh, on ESPN a couple of weeks ago, and, and he was we were just talking, and he was like, yeah, you know, I'd like to get into coaching, but... You know, I want to watch my kids grow up, and they're, they're kind of like eight and nine now, and I'm just thinking about it. I was like, man, you need you need to call this guy because this guy's got to figure it out. He's figured out how to raise the family, incorporate the kids into what they're doing, win a national championship, do all these things that are that were just unheard of here for, for decades. And it's like, and he does it, and he's got the energy and the personality to be able to pull it off like every day, every day. There's there's no days off. There's no, they go vacation and they recharge. But I would ask you this question because you've been around him almost as much as I have. Any idea where that comes from? Like how that happens? Because I'm constantly amazed by that. How you can always be on point like that. Every day, and, and even in a private setting, people call in. You don't hear somebody calling, well, you know, Dabo snubbed us. No, he's never snubbed anybody. If I, I don't know the answer to that. If I did, I, I could make gazillions of dollars. But in his particular case, I've got to think part of that comes from his childhood, the struggles that he had, um, you know, right up until he graduated from Alabama. And the fact that that's a, and, and again, this is just my take on it. I think he appreciates everything in life more so than someone who maybe never been through some struggles and never had to work as hard as he had to work. You know, I mean, you and I work work hard. So we have a nice car. I mean, he was in a situation in life where he worked hard, so his mom had a place to sleep. That's a completely different type of of pressure. Fortunately, I've never been under that, but I think there are po- certainly positives that come out of those situations. And he's the benefactor of the positive, um, you know, the positive things that come out of that in his child. That's just that and, and his faith, you know, that you combine those two things. Um, I think it's a, it's a great recipe to get started to be that kind of person. It's powerful perspective when you're raised in that environment and you've got to come through at that age to be able to provide, which he did. But if any of us go through something like that, and many of us have, maybe not exactly that, but you go through whatever, it provides such better perspective later on to where you're going to appreciate whatever it is that you achieve. I mean, we honestly, we should all be that lucky to be able to experience something like that so that you truly can appreciate. I mean, if, if, if it's given to you right when you're five years old, you, you don't understand necessarily. I mean, it's a great position to be in right. if you're there, but you may not appreciate what it takes to accomplish that when it's been just given to you, when you've been, you know, coddled or it just kind of happens that way. And, you know, you want to wish somebody doesn't do that, but the reality is how much stronger of a person are you more times than not to go through those kinds of circumstances to survive, to excel, and then to take that, you know, to the umpteenth level decades later, like he's done that, that that's, that's probably a really good answer as far as where the foundation for all of this stems from. It, it just sort of as a, as a side note to that, as parents, you, you have a daughter 
I've got three kids. I want to spoil my kids. I do. I mean, nothing, nothing more in life. I want to spoil my kids. But at the same time, I don't want them to miss out on, on what they learn from the struggles either, you know, because I look at people like Coach Sweeney and others, I mean, players, and I know a lot of people who've had significant, significant struggles in life, and they're such strong people as a result of it. It's finding that fine line between spoiling your kids and allowing them to go through those struggles so that they have that perspective later in life. Um, you know, personally, I want to be spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just cut to the chase. <laughs> hey, that all sounds great, but go ahead and just give it to me right yeah. now, and then we'll figure it out after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we all know, too, I mean, the secret behind Dabo's unlimited energy level is complete nutrition, right? I mean, of course, yeah. that's where it comes from. <laughs> and I do know that he has sampled the product. Has he really? Yes. Well, that would certainly make some sense. That would make a lot of sense. And I've also seen him grumpy. Just have you for full disclosure? Well, well, because I've been on the bus with him after a loss. Yeah, and all right. So yes, I w- uh, I want you to be grumpy in those situations, right? I you know there, there may be a time, maybe one time or two, where I looked down at my phone and said, "Tampa Sweeney called me." Uh oh, and, and <laughs> he <then> wasn't <laughs> happy. <laughs> a long time ago, <laughs> that may have happened. I don't know. I try and, to block it out. And then, you know, and then we also had the. Uh, you know, we had the moments like that. Again, that you wanting to be grumpy at that thing. Next question. Thank you, Coach. Thank you very much. A final segment of the show coming up. Going to talk some more football, and we encourage you to give us a buzz. Appreciate the feedback today. Uh, callers have been outstanding. I, I tell Ben all the time, you know, I, I, in an ideal world, I like about one call a segment. I, I, I like a little of me, a little of you, a little interaction, and we kind of work our way through it as opposed to it being all me or all you. And the calls today we, we've we had have, have been on point, and they've kind of brought us back to that Dabo topic a couple of times, which, I, which I'm good with. I think it would be a travesty on, on this show, on this station, not to hammer this point home that I've, that I've tried to hammer really for years. And, and now I guess it's just so obvious because of the success that, that, that he has sustained here. But, you know... If you listen and if you pay attention, and many members of the media that have been on this beat for a long period of time, you you can learn a lot from what that guy talks about. And you can learn a lot by uh, watching him do his business. And that's across all walks of life, all walks of life. And in my you know opinion, he walks in the room, he's the smartest man in the room every time. I haven't been in a room where he's been there and that hadn't been the case. So, you know, there's, it should be celebrated the level of success that this program has sustained, particularly in this decade under his watch. And since he was named the full-time head coach December 1, 2008 at that very emotional press conference, it should be documented, celebrated, et cetera. But it's a lot deeper than that. And I think only now are people beginning to understand how deep it goes. And I don't know. I feel like it's my responsibility to kind of say, you know, it's, 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 it's deeper than 30 feet and it's deeper than 50 feet and it goes down a couple of thousand feet. And I think where he thinks he is right now, he's maybe a hundred feet or so into to what this thing is going to end up doing. We'll, we'll find out. Final comment on that topic. You hear, you've heard people a lot in the last 12 months talk about how's Clemson doing what they're doing on the recruiting trail and on all this talk about the building and stuff like that. It ultimately comes back to you just want to say, have you met the guy? You know, Have you met the coaches, the quality people he surrounds himself with? I mean, you meet him, and then you understand why they're doing what they're doing. It's, I mean, buildings and things like that certainly help. Ultimately, I, I, I saw, a, saw a little clip with Trevor Lawrence this morning from a camp where he you know, won, won something, and he's asked about why Clemson. The people. I mean, that's what he, that was the first thing. Didn't talk about a slide or anything like that. Talked about the people. Talked about Dabo Sweeney. Yeah. Big deal. Most people get it by now. 654-ROAR, final segment of the show. Coming up next, you want to talk with us, give us a buzz. Back to wrap it up after this. 
As a business, you want a clean facility for your customers, your staff, and your guests. Turn to the best in the industry, Jan Pro. You are hiring a company whose staff is certified, not just trained. They're insured and bonded, and they go through an intense five-week certification program. They're local business owners growing the local economy, and they can do more than just cleaning. You'll be more than satisfied with the Jan Pro team on your team. You'll be amazed. Call Jan Pro today at 458-3053. If you need to rent it, rent it from Bennett. Now in their 18th year of business, Bennett Equipment is your premier source for equipment rentals, sales, and repair, including on-site. And thanks to you, Bennett Equipment will open a Seneca location by midsummer. They're the go-to dealer for link belt equipment and the largest scaffolding supplier around. Serving the upstate, western North Carolina, and northeastern Georgia. Online at BennettEquipment.net. If you need to rent it, rent it from Bennett. What business doesn't like to save a little money where they can? Crude LED has partnered with Duke Power to do just that. Whether you need LED tube lights, $4 after rebate, LED high bay fixture, $79 after rebate, parking pole light, $99 after rebate, or 6-inch down lights, $4 after rebate, Crude LED will pass on Duke Power rebate up front to you with a verification of your business's Duke Power bill. Visit online at CruteLED.com or visit their office at 109 Interstate Boulevard in Anderson right before J. Peters on exit 19B. No matter where you're going, you'll see hundreds of convenience stores along your route. What sets Locomart in Clemson apart? Quality gasoline at awesome prices? Yes. Rewards to help you save even more money? Yes. But you'll also find a huge craft beer selection at Locomart that you wouldn't find at a normal convenience store. There's only one stop you need to make. Locomart on Old Greenville Highway and Highway 123. Proudly locally owned and operated. Marathon. Fueling the American spirit. You can't make a living walking in the woods, but you can at least get there in confidence on a set of Toyo Open Country MTs installed by the Pendleton Tire Company. Wrap those Toyos around a set of Fuel Moto Metal or XD wheels. How about a lift from Rough Country, Fabtech, or McGoy's? Finish off that look with a set of NFAB step bars and don't forget the WeatherTech floor liners. Call Joey or Zach today at 646-3694 or check us out at PendletonTire.com. Looking for delicious and innovative food in downtown Clemson? The Blue Heron Restaurant and Sushi Bar is the answer. Fresh house-cut steaks and seafood and free-range poultry are just a few of the menu items that define the Blue Heron. And specials like Select Wine on Wednesday for $10, $15, and $20. The finest steaks and fresh seafood at the Blue Heron, College Avenue, Clemson. Visit our website at blueheronfood.com. A small business owner asked me recently, why should I use you? My answer kind of surprised him. I'm not sure you should because I don't know what you need yet. Turns out this business owner felt helpless and alone in trying to deal with insurance and employee benefits. Our clients know we are in their corner fighting and everything we do is designed to make your life easier. In fact, one client said about one of my people, I wish there was a way to nominate you for being the best employee I have ever dealt with in any industry. Are you feeling lost and alone when it comes to insurance and employee benefits? You don't need to be. Call us 467-8738 and let us know how we can help you. I'm Guy, the insurance guy, and what we do is simple. We make health insurance easier. Imagine the warm sun, the cool spray, and a hot new Sea-Doo watercraft to speed into summer. With models starting at $52.99, our Sea-Doo lineup ranges from family to ferocious. Head to Foothills Motorsports right off I-85 in Piedmont, South Carolina now to purchase yours during our Ready to Ride event, and you will get a rebate of up to $500 on select 2016 models. The fun starts at Foothills Motorsports. Summer's almost here. Where's your Sea-Doo? Other conditions and restrictions may apply. See dealer for details. Roy Philpott on WCCP. Fourth quarter's coming up from Death Valley. Second half is underway. Ten seconds, and it can't stop now. Nebraska's out of timeouts, and Clemson has indeed proved itself to be the number one team in all of college football. Here's the end of the game. Are we finished? Done. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. 
All right, final segment of the show. Back here in a rainy upstate South Carolina, Ben Milstead, Roy Philpot, here at 105.5 The Roar. 654-7627, the phone number. I have tried my darndest this entire show. I have tried the entire show to distract upper management, and it has failed miserably. And I, I we're now at the point where I have to ask why. Before we get to Thomas and Anderson on the phones, I stole Abby's fidget spinner. She doesn't even know this, but mm-hmm. I stole her fidget spinner this morning. It was sitting there by the nightstand, stole it from her. And I, I brought it in. Everybody wanted to look at this. And some people here, including several millennials, didn't even know what it was, which I question everything about your soul now. The entire show, I have had this fidget spinner and I've been balancing it on my thumb and on mm-hmm. my index finger and twirling it around and letting it just spin forever, trying to see if I could get Milstead to say anything about it. And every single time he looks at it for like a half second and then goes about his own business, has ignored my fidget spinner that I have stolen from Abby. And so here it is, and it's spinning around right now, and I'm doing it, and I feel at ease, and I feel fantastic. <laughs> and, and, and you won't acknowledge it. Are you ever going to acknowledge the fidget spinner here? Because this is helping me do today's show. Number one, Roy, I'm on to you. You're So you knew what I was trying to do. You understood it. Letter B, I have children, and I thought only kids played with that. <laughs> and which fits our mentality here. Yes. Right? So you, you know what the fidget spinner is. You like it. I I have driven all over the electric city looking for fidget spinners it's, for my nine-year-old, it's Roy. It's amazing how valuable these things are in my house right now. You've got to be kidding me. Oh. Oh, oh. now in your house. Yeah, valuable in your house. Oh, in my house. But valuable I mean, to your this life. This might as well be currency. Oh, valuable to life. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You've lost your mind. How do they spend that long? What do they do? Are there magnets in there? It's all ball bearings, I guess. I, I, I don't know, but I know this. How's your, how's your Pokemon Go going, Roy? Right. Well, well I know this. <laughs> Some idiot out there is making millions of dollars off yeah, this crap. I've thought and the you know same what? thing. I hate your guts. I hate you because I didn't come up with this, that, and I haven't made my millions. That's somebody in a, in a machine shop who put... Three ball bearings uh, together, and then a, then a fourth there in the middle, just to do something stupid in the shop. And they and they took it home, and it fell out of their bag. And their kid found it, started playing with it. They loved it. Hey, you know, maybe maybe we Dude, can make these for other kids. This is straight out of 1958, and people are fascinated by it. You you could you could pay off the national debt. With what's been made off of those stupid, stupid little toys. <laughs> I mean, it's insane, really. How plastic and superficial are we as a society that this is something we care about? And you know what? I own it. I care about it. Whatever. 654-ROAR. You know. Hey, you do you. <laughs> <laughs> you do you, buddy. Uh, the Northland Communication phone lines are open. Thomas and Anderson up next. Hey, Thomas. Hey, Roy. How you doing? I'm doing well. I hope you are. Be safe out there driving around. It's raining if you're driving. Well, I will be, and understand there is a uh, tornado or severe storm watch for the area as well, too. So. Yes, so yep. be safe out there tonight. Uh, you were talking about Dabo, and not to turn this into a religious uh, banter as you close out the show, but I realize after the championship game, my faith teaches me that you never doubt the abilities of a man of God. Mm-hmm. And this man has shown, proven, talked what he who what he believes in, and with that kind of belief, why are you surprised with his success? Yeah. Well, a lot of people yeah, I, a lot of people claim that, but a lot of people don't reach this mountaintop the way that he has, too, right? I mean, there's something even a little bit different there that separates him. I, once again, I've come from a struggling background, mm-hmm. similar to his. But I'm not sure if I put the work in to get what he's getting. But even if he is, he's chosen. The proof is there. I ain't questioning it. I'm just enjoying the ride to be in his company. <laughs> hey, there's nothing and wrong with that either. <laughs> and it's strengthening me to do more like what he's doing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so what more can you say about the man? If you hate him, you better check yourself. <laughs> he may be sent. <laughs> So, thanks, Roy. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, quick story, too. I, I remember this like it was yesterday. 
and 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 coach has has helped me out uh, in multiple across multiple fronts in in my career in a number of different ways. But but maybe most importantly, it was this: his opening press conference for those that were around back then in two thousand eight, which apparently is like ancient times now. It was nine years ago. We're all getting older, whatever. But his opening press conference, uh, he gets up there and, and Terry Don Phillips puts on the orange blazer and it fit pretty well, fit pretty well. He's got his kids there watching. Kathleen's there. You know, she's watching. And it, it's a packed room of media and some boosters and, and players. I, I want to say it was James Davis and C.J. Spiller were off on the, the right side of the room. This is his opening press conference, December 1, 2008, that evening. And one of the first press conferences I ever remember uh, on the fourth floor of the West End Zone uh, over there uh, as it pertains to like a team function, which I also thought was very symbolic at the time. And he gets up and, and he goes through a 40-minute press conference in which he kind of takes you back to the very beginning and, and what it was like, not only as the interim head coach, but a, a little bit back into his family days, right? If you remember right. that. Ben, were, were you there that night? Were you there? No, you, uh, I was not there. You weren't there. But you listened, and you, you obviously you've heard it since then. I did. I remember him talking about a tree in the front yard. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, watching a tree grow well, and the roots that it put out. That that press conference is still online in video and in audio fashion. And he basically got up there and just no holes barred, emotions running rampant. Uh, was was very emotional, uh, shed a couple of tears, especially with his family there, and, and he talked about dreams coming true. And I'm not paraphrasing it very well because it was so deep, and, and it was Dabo, so it was long-winded, of course. But it was very motivational in nature. And, and, and honestly, it reminds me a little bit of what the late Jim Valvano used to talk about, maybe in a more family-oriented, Christian-oriented kind of way, which... Uh, you know, I, I found it to be very compelling. And, and it, anyway, so he, he goes through the, it was about 45 minutes and he, he's announces the head coach, the dreams come true. The tears are shed. Everybody's just kumbaya. It was a fantastic evening. You're a Clemson fan. I mean, this is, this is what dreams are, are made from. And in fact, uh, the social media team went back to that press conference as they made their run to the national championship this past year and used some quotes from that press conference that led you to believe then he was going to do what he did this past January. So, I mean, the guy believed in himself before anybody did. Right? He had that confidence. But the whole spectra, the, the whole deal was so incredible that, that afterwards, I remember walking out of there and thinking to myself, I'm like, man, if you just listen to that and you were a part of that for two seconds, you just want to be better at whatever it is you're doing or, or you actually want to pursue your, your dream, whatever it is. And, and I remember walking out of there that night. I'm like, you know, I, I, I kind of, I want to do more broadcasting. That's what I want to do. This is exactly what I thought exiting the West End Zone that night. Well, I wonder how I can do that, how I can work more in radio or I just started doing television then. And I, and I just started thinking about what he was saying. And I, honestly, I started to pursue it after that, uh, just with a new vigor, with a new intensity. And on the drive home, I, I pulled over for a second and I, I was texting with somebody and was figuring out how to update a website or you know, five trillion problems like that. And I pulled over and I said, I'm going to send him a text. And so I, just, I sent Dabo a text and I was like, hey, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think a lot of people left your press conference today feeling inspired, you know, outside of just the fan base. And I want you to know that I certainly felt that way, just in a very candid, raw moment, feeling the same emotion that he had that night and what he had just went through to become the permanent head coach at Clemson. And you can go back and watch and listen to that right now, today, for yourself. And I, I would argue you would experience the same thing. And I sent him a text, and it may have been, you know, 200, 300 characters. This is before Twitter was really prevalent. So, I mean, it, was, it wasn't very long. But I was just like, hey, that, that was paraphrasing my own self. That was incredible. And, and that was inspirational for me in, in what I do. And about an hour later, I'm sure after he read through about 7,000 other texts, he, he responded back and uh, was very complimentary. And it was it was very encouraging. But yet that's that's who he was then. That's who he is now. Point in all of that is I, I would go back and listen to that press conference and watch it again and see if, if you don't feel the same. Because, man, the, it, it, was, it was powerful. 
Uh, very powerful stuff. Last call of the day will be Bill in Anderson, who joins us next. Hey, Bill. Hey, how are you doing? Doing very well. Uh, if people don't believe that uh, Dabo walks the walk with all the leadership he shows with all these boys, an amazing stat to me is the fact that this past year there were about 150-some uh, people that declared for the NFL draft with time remaining, you know, eligibility. Uh, four of those were from Clemson. Of the 150 so, eight of them had already graduated. Four of the eight were from Clemson. Right. That's impressive. Very impressive. That's, that's an amazing stat. That shows that he actually shows the leadership to inspire these kids. No question. Bill, thank you. We, we went over that around the time of the NFL draft. It was staggering. You got the eight players out there. Four of them are from here uh, in terms of underclassmen that have already graduated. That's crazy. Available in this year's draft. Half of them were from Clemson, from one school. So it was pretty pretty special. You don't think stats like that get mama's attention when they're uh... – when their babies are getting recruited by schools. Well, I mean, honestly, that's a powerful recruiting tool, just just the metrics there. Right. And, and how they graduate players out of here, regardless of what you are. And, I mean, it, it goes beyond that, too. I mean, he's handwriting letters and sending them to Terry Allen and Dwayne Allen and all these guys that have recently graduated. Say, wait a second, we, we need you to come back and get that degree. You came here and you played football, but now we need you to come back and get that piece of paper so you can solidify yourself now and – and the players respond. They they basically all come back. And he just hounds them, too. <laughs> he just wears them down. I don't know if you got the chance to hear Bill Spires on with Mickey I get last week or week before. It was a really good interview. It's on WCCPFM.com. But Bill Spires even talking about how Dabo just wouldn't leave him alone, calling him about coming back and finishing his degree and offering him a position here, uh, you know, in order to get him back on, on campus to finish the degree. Even someone like that who had no connection to Dabo Sweeney whatsoever, but is a is a uh, you know had attended here, left early to go to Major League Baseball, got him back here, and even even guys like that, it it really matters to him. I mean, it really matters to him. All of it does. That's why I say, how can everything matter twenty four seven three sixty five? Where does all that come from? Uh, maybe for an enterprising reporter, that's uh, that would be a nice mega series to try to figure out to see uh, what people have to say about that. Uh, I bet Kathleen would have a couple of stories along those lines too. That's going to do it for us. Quick reminder, stay tuned. Coming up next, Walt Deptula and Road Rage. Looking forward to catching up with Walt. Also, Clemson Baseball later this week. Back with you tomorrow, once again, beginning at 12.05. We look forward to that, working on a couple of interviews. Until that time, we look forward to it. We'll see you again for more of the show. Casting live. This is a playback from the Blue Ridge Security Studios. WCCP, Clemson, Greenville, 105.5. The